0: especially the first-time callers, we give you a very special welcome. Thanks for joining us on the prayer line. At this time, we have a man of God, Pastor Davis, who is going to break the word to us and lead us in prayer and the communion. So at this time, I'd like to welcome him, Pastor Davis. Good evening. Good evening to everybody. Once again, let me say thanks for this opportunity to come into your presence again. We can give God thanks for that. I don't ever take this opportunity lightly because when it comes to kingdom agenda, there's nothing light about it. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we are so grateful for your love. Your word declares while we were without strength, you died for us. We say thank you, Lord God, for the demonstration of your love towards us. Thank you for your people tonight, wherever they are. Thank you, Lord. As we sit at your feet, Lord God, in these few precious moments, speak to our hearts, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Speak to our hearts as only you can. Yes, Lord. We ask for your direction. Yes, Lord. We ask for your blessing. Amen. We ask for your favor. Amen. Amen, Lord. You declare that we ask anything according to your name. You hear us. Yes, Lord. So tonight we come before your presence. Because there is no other name to call on in this season. Of our lives, and we thank you for speaking to us as we sit in your presence. We bless you and we worship you. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 For our uh, This morning, um, this evening, depends on where you are really (laughs) I have two scriptures for you The first is Psalm 34 and verse 17 And the first Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 Psalm 34 verse 17 and First Peter chapter 3, verse 12. Please alert me if I'm fading out. I'm reading the King James Version. It says, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their trouble. Amen. Mm-hmm. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 reads, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the faith of the Lord is against them that do evil. Hmm. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their trouble. So now uh, I want to give this a topic if I'm able to. Uh, when the righteous cry, when the righteous cries. Righteous people do cry. Hmm. To get a clear understanding of the setting of our text, one must go back to verse 1 of the said chapter to find out how did the psalmist David, get to release the words in our text. At this season in David's life, he was on the run because Saul had put out an APB on him, all points, Bulletin on him. David was in a season in his life where he did not feel safe in Israel since Saul sought to kill him. He thought he would have been safer with the enemy, the Philistine. Have you ever been to a point in your life where you thought that you would be safe and should be safe around your brothers and sisters in Christ or around family members. And you discover that you are not even safe among those who said they love you and care for you. And you feel like, hey, because of the atmosphere around those who love me, I think I am better off being, or I feel like I'm safer among my enemies. Have you ever been there in life where you felt like you would be safer with your enemies rather than those who love you? those who are care for you. Here David finds himself in this predicament. Mm. He felt safe, not among those who loved him, not among those who were supposed to encourage him, not among those who were supposed to pull him up when he feels down, not those who supposed to encourage him and, 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 and pull him up from the pit. He felt safer among his enemies. And I want to say to us this morning or tonight, wherever you are, there will come a time in your life when you will be bruised and broken by those who love you to the point where you will feel much safer in the tents of your enemies. Mm -hmm. And so he finds himself among his enemies. But in the midst of finding himself in the midst of his enemy, he was still afraid that they would recognize him. He thought they would not recognize him as the person who killed Goliath, and they would recognize him as a stranger in passing. The Bible does not, the Bible does say that when David arrived in the Philistine town, the people recognize him right away. <laughs> Child of God, I want to encourage you that when you have a calling on your life, when there is an anointing on your life, it does not matter where you go. Your anointing will give way so that people recognize you and understand that this person looked, even looks on you, you are. Your enemies will be able to identify who you are. Come here, Peter. Are you not one of Jesus' disciples? Were you not in the temple with him? Were you not there when he turned water into wine? Were you not there, Peter? No, I'm not he But hmm. well, you look like him. Your speech even betrays you. When you find yourself in the enemy's tent, what betrays you? How do people rightly identify you, not as one of them, but as one of Christ Jesus follow. And so David finds himself in the Philistine territory, trying to hide himself. But the calling and the anointing that was all his life just could not keep him from discovering who he really was. Hey So David then tries to disguise himself. child of God, whatever you do, do not try to disguise who you really are. Hmm. Even if you find yourself in the enemy's tent, stand up for who you are. Amen. Mm. Do not try to hide who you are. If you can speak in tongues and say, You ought to be able to speak in tongues in the enemy's territory. Amen. Yes, Lord. If you're able to pray in church, you ought to be able to pray in the enemy's territory. And so David tries to disguise himself. The record is he started to pretend like he is insane. Who are you trying to portray? when you find yourself in the enemy's territory. He tried to portray himself as an insane person, pounding his head on the city gate and foaming at the mouth, and allowing spit to rubble down his beard. This is how David tried to disguise himself. So the king said to those who were said, Can't you see this man is crazy? <laughs> Don't you think I have enough crazy people around here without you bringing another crazy person on the inside? And they said, Let this man go. My point to us is even when we find ourselves in the enemy's territory, go will a way of escape for us. And so they said, get him out of here. And so it is in this setting that David found himself on the run, being identified by the enemy and escaping the enemy. And because of this setting, he understood that even in the midst of the enemy territory, he began to pray about. Believe that any time you pray to God and cry to Him, God will always heal. And so, David was a man whose life was filled with trauma. Trauma. Believers, but you still have trauma. You anointed but you still experience traumas. Being a believer does not exempt you from experience life traumas. You will go through some traumas. If you have not been bruised, you will be bruised. If you have not been broken, you will be broken. Traumas will come your way. How will you handle yourself in those traumatic experiences? And so David's life was filled with trauma. He was blessed, he was anointed, but he still had traumas in his life. He never gave up, God. He he knew that if I can only find the time to talk to God, he will hear me, and I want to say that traumas in your life as a believer does not cancel out the calling of God on your life, Traumas or life experience does not cancel out the gifts that God has given you. And so you are anointed, but you still experience trauma. Anointed, but still find yourself going through. Anointed, but still bruised. Anointed, but still broken. Anointed, but you own your ways. And what Christ says, God still delighted in him. Hmm. And so I want us to understand that not because you as a child of God go through traumas mm-hmm. in life means that God has turned his back on you. Amen. God's love for you is much much stronger than any traumatic experience in life. And so David found himself in some traumatic experiences, but God still looked at him. I would like to encourage somebody that where you are now in life does not cancel out the calling that God has on your life. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hear him as he says, I understand you're going through, but I still call you by name. There's a song that says, he knows my name. God knows your name even if you find yourself in traumatic experience. God knows your name. If for some reason you find yourself in the enemy's territory, God still knows your name and just keep meeting with God. Even while you are going through. And when you come forth, you shall come forth as pure gold. Amen. And so when you get through going through, like Moses, it will be obvious. The glory of God will shine not only on the inside, but the glory of God that's on the inside will shine on the outside and others will not evil in the territory of the enemy. They will know that you have been with Christ because the glory is one thing you cannot hide. You cannot hide the glory that's on the inside. Sooner or later <laughs> Sooner or later. The glory that's on the inside will shine on the outside. Amen. Mm. And so I want to encourage you that like David, God will deliver you out of not some of your trouble. Amen. Mm-hmm. I have a new plan. Heart of the press. God will deliver you out of all your trouble. Amen. And so God provided the rescue. And David begins to testify in verse 7. He talks about it in verse 7 where he says, God delivered me. Have you ever felt that you were spending overtime in the enemy's territory and that God was aloof of where you are, of your position. Oh. God always come through. There's a song that said he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And saying in verse eight, he continues to tell of his experience of what God can do for you. He says in verse eight, <laughs> oh, hey! This is a man who has just gone through a dramatic experience. This is a man who has misguided himself because of fear for his life. And now God has brought him out of that situation and he looks back and says, Oh! Sometimes in life you might not have the word to say and the only thing that will come in your mouth is, Oh! Pace and see that the Lord is good. What do you say after God has delivered you? Do you keep it to yourself? Or do you tell somebody else? Jeremiah said it, I'll put it this way. When he was in a backslidden state, he said, I will not testify again in the name of God. (laughs) But then the calling that was on his life, (laughs) the anointing was down on the inside. He said, wait a minute. He stopped. And thought about what all God has done for him, and he said to himself, "I what? I can't keep this inside anymore. This thing is like fire, set in my bones. I can't keep what? How many of us, when we prayed to God and God heard us and God delivered us, we keep our mouth shut? And don't tell anybody what God has done for you. And so he said, Jeremiah, this is like fire shut up in my bones. That means you can't keep it. You can't sit on fire. You can't keep fire in your bosom and stay still. And the thieves and saints caught the vision when I was growing up as a little boy, they used to sing this song. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. No, I couldn't keep it to myself. And the, song, the whole song goes on to say, and then I start talking, <laughs> and then I start shouting. About what the Lord has done for me. And so David wants now to share this experience of how God had delivered him out of the hands of his enemy. And verse 9 says, Share the Lord, reverence Him. Verse 10, come. Before the law and free from the desires of what you have. Turn from your evil ways and decide to walk away from everything that keeps you in bondage. Verse 14 says, Be intentional, do good. Be intentional in how you live your life. Child of God, do not go through life living haphazardly. You are to stand for God. You are to be able to say, I intentionally stand for God. God. It doesn't matter when I find myself, I intentionally will serve my God. Why am I going to serve my God? Because he sees, which brings us to our text. Verse 15 says, he sees. Aren't you glad that you serve a God who has eyes and can see you? Hallelujah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know you, but I'm sure enough glad God sees me. Amen. When Amen. there's no one else around to see me, God sees me. Amen. Yeah. I want you glad that when you're looking for people to noticed you, they are nowhere to be found, but God Amen. is still there even in your mouth. He sees you. Amen. Amen. And I encourage us today, he not only sees us, Verse fifteen says, "The eyes of the Lord is upon and upon the righteous." He not only sees us, but verse seventeen says, "He hears us when we cry unto to Him." He hears us. Not only does He hear us. But I'm glad because he rescues us. Hallelujah. God and God alone has the power to save, to heal, deliver, and set free. Listen to what he says. Many, not a few, many are the affliction. Of the righteous I don't know how you feel about it But we would have been doomed If the sentence Had ended right there Oh yeah Wow <laughs> Oh but every now and then You thank God for the butt. <laughs> <laughs> because the but means It is not over yet Mm-mm, this I is only get... a period. This is only a comma. This is just a semicolon. God is saying, but the Lord. You, I know, I know, I know. Listen to the word of God. I know you have a whole lot of affliction. I know you're going through. Hmm. But that's not a period there. Child of God, I want to encourage you wherever you are. Where you are in life, it's not a period. It's a comma. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> but where me. you are, me. Then me. it is not a
1: period. Me. It is a
0: comma. Amen. <laughs> Please be patient with me as long as that God is not through with me yet. Don't Hallelujah. Don't you? I, I speak prophetically to you tonight. Don't you allow somebody to put a period in your life where God says there is a karma or should be a comma? Get rid of Amen. a period. Amen. 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 Don't allow people to put a period where their God has put a karma. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I've lived long enough to, know. I've lived long enough to experience that people who don't like you or people who don't understand you will be quick to put a period. Oh, oh, oh. Don't you let nobody put no period in your life.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Look the enemy smack in the face and say, don't you dare put a period there. A period does not belong there. Amen. This came to pass. And so the Lord delivered them out of them all. The believers oh, cried, and Jehovah God heard. Them. The psalmist then says that David cried, and the Lord heard him. At this minute before we proceed. The Lord delivers. How many of you know tonight or this morning or wherever you are that God not only sees us, that God does not only hear our prayer but God answers our prayer thank you, thank you lord And so God when he answers our prayer he delivers us even from our inward troubles have you ever been in a place in life where you have so many trouble on the inside you couldn't tell anybody about it oh yes uh right You're even too afraid to tell your brothers and sisters who sit next to you in church. Because, trust me, you have some brothers and sisters who are quick to throw scriptures at you. Oh, yes. So true. Without even understanding the situation, and so there comes a time when your hurt is so deep and so personal that you cannot tell anyone else about it, because what happens, they will judge you. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Praise the mm-hmm. Lord. <laughs> and because of this, you enter the doors of the church, broken bruised. Yeah, can you come out broken? disguise. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, I cannot go to church and allow the bishop, I cannot go to church and allow the evangelist, I cannot allow I go to church and allow the deacons to see who I really am. And so what you do, as soon as you enter the door, you put a mask on. You put a mask on the hurt. The scars, the secret scars. So true, so true. Because you're afraid Mm -hmm. that Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so will judge Mm -hmm. me incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you (laughs) sit through the whole service (laughs) and you go home the Mm -hmm. same way. Mm -hmm. And if you're not careful, (laughs) Satan will push you over the line. Some of us have been pushed almost over the edge. Mm -hmm. One more phone call would have pushed you over. One more bad news would have pushed you over. But thank God because you remember Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember that you are the righteousness of God created in Christ Jesus, and you are better and you are greater. than whatever circumstances come your way, you are better and you are greater because greater is He that's in you than He that is in the world. Amen. And every now and then we're to look in the mirror and tell ourselves, I'm better than this. Mm-hmm. You are better than this the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous Mm. who are the righteous if you're a child of God you are the righteous well I was told that I can't be righteous because I'm not perfect who said you have to be perfect to be righteous Mm. (laughs) Righteousness is not predicated upon what you can do or what I can do. Do you not remember when God met Abraham? Abraham was an idolatrous. Oh, yeah. He worshipped idols. Yeah. But what set him aside from all of the other idol worshippers? How did most? How did God look at Abraham, the man who worshipped idols? How did He look at him amidst of where he was, and God declared him righteous? Oh, Oh, I know I'm in the Word. Yes, Ah. in the Word. The reason why most, the reason why Abraham was declared righteous because of this one thing and this one thing alone. He believed God. Hallelujah. You can't work for righteousness. You can't work to be righteous. You have been declared righteous because you believed God. Hallelujah. If Abraham became righteous because he believed God, and if God said, I am the same today, yesterday, today, and forever, then if he declared Abraham to be righteous because Abraham believed him, then you and I have been declared righteous because we have also believed him. Amen. This is how our righteousness came. Mm. The Bible said, You have been declared righteous. You, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You've been declared righteous. Amen. And the scripture bears record to this that God hears our cry and hears our prayers. Mm-hmm. Listen to what Psalm 65 and 2 says. O thou who hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Hallelujah. O thou who hearest prayer, I want to encourage us that God hears our prayer. Amen. Or Matthew chapter 7, and verse 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Everyone that asks, receive it. I, I, I love the King James Version. Receive it. It means that you received yesterday, you will receive, you receive today, and you will receive tomorrow. If you ask, you will receive based according to the word of God. Now, uh, uh, don't, don't accept that as a blank check, please. Because if you ask anything of God that's not according to his will, you might as well get up off your knees. Mm-hmm. Because God will not answer any prayer that is prayed against his will and his word. Amen. Because he and his word are one. Amen. And so maybe then if we experience our prayers not being answered, if the problem is not with God. Could it be that we are asking God to do something that goes against His Word and His will? Well, get up on your knees. God will not hear you. Hmm. Listen to what He says. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father. Aren't you glad that you have a Heavenly Father? who answers your prayer. Not only does he answer your prayer, but he gives us the Holy Spirit of God that asks of him. Zechariah chapter 13, and verse 9 says, They shall call on my name. That's God. And I will hear them. That's God. And I will say... They are my people. Amen. God has identified you, child of God, as his child. The Psalm goes on to say, I saw the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me, not from some of my fears, but all of my fears. What are you fearful of in this season? Are you fearful of this coronavirus? What other fears do you have? Do you not know the word of God says God has not given you the spirit of fear? but of power, of love, and the sound mind. You are the righteousness of God, and God loves his righteous people. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me say that again. God declared you righteous, not because of what you have done But because of what The blood of Christ Jesus Hallelujah. Has done thank you, Jesus. that's why I thank him for the blood Every chance I get I have nothing against you If you want to plead the fifth you go going to plead the fifth I plead the blood Amen. Amen why do I plead the blood? Because God hears us always. He hears us not some of the times, but always. So he says, John sixteen, whatever you shall ask the Father." In my name, Jesus is speaking. He will give it to you. Let me let me say that again, so it can sink in your spirit. Jesus is speaking. He says, "Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you." And so wherever you are, be it morning, noon, or night, what do you need from God? Since now is the time where we shut off ourselves from everybody around and look deep within our spirits. And you and you alone are able to answer this question. What do I need from God right now? Whatever you need He's got it. Do you need forgiveness of sins? Do you need healing from brokenness? Speak to us, Lord Jesus. Do you need healing from deep, secret scars? God is saying, I am whatever you need me to be. In this season, in this moment, God is saying, I am. Whatever you need me to be. Don't look around. Don't look at anyone else. Don't ask anybody else. This is an A and B conversation between you and God right now. I'll do what you want me to do right now, child of God. He's saying I'll be what you need me to be. Whatever you need God to be in this moment to you. He says, I'm available. I'm able and I'm willing to be what you need me to be. I'm willing and I'm able to do what you need me to do. There's an old song that we used to sing when we were in revivals growing up. The song that says, Reach out and touch the Lord. Oh Satanamosha. As he passes by. you will find that he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He is passing by this moment. Yes. Your need, he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as He passes by. And so He bids you come just as you are. Don't try to fix it before you come to His table. Come just as you are. And God will fix it all for you. Because I challenge you, if you make it to this table, you will not leave the way you came. So he says as we get ready for the Lord's table. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter ten. Verse fourteen says Therefore, my beloved, flee idolatry. Notice he is not speaking to the world. He says, my beloved, you are beloved of God. We have been accepted in the beloved. This table is not for the world. And yet he says, my beloved, flee idolatry. What are you worshiping more than God? What do you love? Or who do you love more than God. He says, flee it. Verse 16 says, in essence, after you flee whatever idolatry you have in your life, verse 16 says, the cup of blessing. This is what we're getting ready to participate in. The cup of blessing but you cannot participate of the cup of the blessing with idolatry in your life. Be it people, things, or places, before you sit and join us around the Lord's table, oh God, I pray that your people will relinquish themselves of all idolatry. So that we come around the table to partake of the blessed cup. Listen to what verse 16 says. The cup of blessing, which is blessed, which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ This cup that we hold in our hands or getting ready to hold in our hands, the grape juice or whatever you have that was bought from the store, after it has been blessed, is it not now the blood or the blood of Christ Jesus of communion? It's changed. The bread, or the crackers, or the wafer, you hold in your hand. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? In essence, do you not know what you hold in your hands? Get your, get, get your communion elements. Hold the bread. Hold the wafer or whatever you have in one hand and the cup in the other. He's saying, do you not know what the bread represents that I have been blessed? Do you not understand the cup that you hold in your hand? It's been blessed. For we are many. You have people on this line from different walks of life, different nations, different states, different countries. Listen what it says. For we, though many, are one bread. <laughs> Do you know what brings us on the same level? The bread you have in your hand that is already blessed. One body. For we are all partake of the one bread. And so, this which we hold in our hand represents the body of Christ Jesus that was broken for us. I'll say it until it sinks in our spirits. Let us celebrate the whole of the cross. Let us celebrate the back and the front of the cross. The back of the cross provides our healing. Yes. And so whatever whatever area in your life needs healing, your spirit, your body, and soul, by the stripes of Christ, you and I have been
1: healed.
0: Amen. The front of the cross represents the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So as we participate in the front of the cross, we are receiving everything that the blood of Christ affords us. It's cleansing. it's able to cleanse us from every sin, from every sickness, from every guilt, and from every stay. There's a song that says, Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. Let's take it now and eat together his body that was broken. Thank you, Thank you, as the bread was crushed between our teeth so was his body crushed for us he didn't have to do it for himself because he was is and will continue to be healer He did not do it for the angels. The angels, they do not know what it is to be saved. They do not know what it is to need healing. If he didn't do it for himself or he didn't do it for heaven, then who did he do it for? His body was broken for you and I. And we are thanking wherever we are. Say, Jesus, I thank you for your broken body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hold up the cup, the blessed cup. We sing a song that says, the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. Yes. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. Yes. Thank you, Jesus for it reaches to the highest mountain and then it flows to the lowest valley this blood of Christ Jesus will never lose its power Let's partake now of his blood Thank you. as we do it together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for accepting us Thank you, Lord. around your table. Thank you for the invitation, Lord God. Yeah. Lord Jesus, you sent out the invitation. Yes. It was you, God, who told us to come you. around your table. You. And God, we thank you. thank you. Because it's not about us. It's all about you. you. And God, since we are here around your table, we're going to go ahead and tell you thanks. Thank Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank Thank you for doing for us what we were not able to do for ourselves. Thank you. 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 We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the love. For while we were without strength, God, you sent your only Son to die for us. That's why we're able to come around your table, God, even with our brokenness and our bruises, God. You bid us come around your table, and we said, thank you for receiving us. Thank you, Lord. God, some of us had to crawl to the table. Mm. Some of us did not have the strength, Lord God, to walk to your table. Mm. But God, we thank you because we made it to your table. Thank you, Mm Jesus. And God, even though we might have been brought to your table, we declare we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. For we are leaving your table better than we came. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because of your broken body, Lord Jesus, we are leaving the table healed. In our spirits, in our bodies right. and in our minds. Right. Because you invited us around your table. We experience your blood, Lord Jesus. We are leaving clean from every guilt. From every yes. stain. From everything we keep broken, but we leave incomplete. Thank you for the blood and thank you for the body. Thank you. We stand before you whole and complete. We bless you, Lord, yes. And we worship you, thank you Lord. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I turn it back over to you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.